everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Nativist Podcast. This is an episode that I've wanted to do for a while now. I am here with one of my good friend's husbands, and I remember when I thought about starting my podcast, I was talking to her, and she's like, you should interview Jason. And I was so excited, too, because this guy is successful, top of his game. And so I am here with Jason Brubaker, and I'll let him introduce himself. All right. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, I'm Jason Brubaker. I'm, uh, I guess, a self-taught artist. I, I never went to college for it, but I wow. broke into Hollywood when I was 20 and did storyboards and animation, ended up at DreamWorks Animation. And DreamWorks, then, you guys. DreamWorks. DreamWorks. Yeah, yeah. See, I told you good. he's on top of his game. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good learning. I, I look at DreamWorks as the best art education I've had. Really? So, because uh, it was just on-the-job training, just full blast. You yeah. Know? And um, I did that for seven years, and then I was just itching to do my own art because I realized about in my 30s, and I'd, I'd worked in L.A. for about 20 years. So in my 30s, I realized I wanted to do art when I was a kid because I wanted to tell my own stories. Yeah. And that was yeah, yeah. really the motivation for it. So it, it made all my jobs kind of not exciting yeah. because I was doing it for someone else. Sure. Their, their vision. So there was perks, you know, there was yeah. good, good parts. Oh, yeah. But overall, it's like I, I really wanted to do my own stuff. And so yeah. I moved out of L.A. and, and quit all that and um, just started pursuing self-publishing uh, comics. And that's what I do. I write stories and self-publish them now. And, wow. And, yeah. So many different avenues to pursue with this. So we'll start with what motivated you to become an artist in the first place? How far back mm. did you get involved with art? Ever since I can remember, it, it, like, anything. Wow, <laughs> You know, yeah. it was always like, I, I loved creating stuff. I guess that's what it would be. Yeah, just, making, just overall. Creating, sculpting, filming, drawing, you know. So different media. Just different, yeah, anything that was creative, like telling a story in different ways, it seemed like it was always attractive to me. Yeah. And then I started falling in love with um, the comic strips, like, you know, Garfield and Calvin and yeah. Hobbes and um, The Far Side. And that kind of, um, I think, was a big curator of the art influence yeah. at a really young age. And uh, and then I in, in junior high, I started getting into comic books, like Spider-Man. And I realized, wow, you don't have to, you know, like each one of these artists is unique. Yeah. And, and their style is praised. Yeah. And, and it was just so cool to see that because... Most people would be like, oh, you're you're an artist. You know, when I was a little kid, you, you sure. want to be an artist? You want to work for Disney? And I'd be like, not really. I don't I don't want to draw Disney's style. Yeah. You know? I, I want to, I want to my do my own style. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, people never could understand why I didn't want to just go work for Disney. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. But, but that's why. It's because the artists I fell in love with all had their own thing. And I just wanted to see it. Individuals, style, and storytelling. And that was always the most attractive part of it. I love as a kid how you recognize that and that uniqueness and how mm. we all have something different to offer. Yeah. So speaking of that, as a kid, what was your vision? Did you have a solid vision? You kind of knew that you wanted to make your own stamp mm. on the world. Um, it was, it was, it shifted. So at first, you know, I wanted to do comic strips because that's the influence. And then I shifted into comic books as a young teenager. And um, then I think I, shifted into animation once I moved to LA because there was 
the big productions that you're working yeah. in. And so you just yeah, see yeah. like the amount of amazing artists in the, the, the field of entertainment there. Yeah. And so um, I pursued animation. I learned how to animate. Uh, and it was always kind of just chasing what I thought was kind of, you know, what other what I saw other people doing. And it was in pursuing all those kind of, you know, because I shifted my career a lot as an artist. I, I, I started refining what I liked and didn't like oh, to do. Oh, right, right. And, and polishing it, yeah. And, and it was interesting that I'm back here doing comics again yeah. because that was one of the very first things that I fell in love with. Yeah. And I took a lot of detours to finally come back here. But enriched your perspectives and yeah. outlooks. And I don't think I'd be successful in comics if I wouldn't have done all those detours, yeah. you know? yeah. Plus, makes it more fun, right? Yeah. To kind yeah. of broaden your horizons. Exactly. So, a couple of questions. What was your support system growing up? Were your visions supported? You're like, I want to mm. be an artist. Yeah. Or like your parents or family members, like you need to be more practical. What yeah. Was your perspective? I think it was a little of both, but there were. It was mostly encouraging. Oh, good. So my parents. Oh, good. You know, we. I grew up in a family where there wasn't really any artists that made a living from it yeah. and so um and for the most part it was on farms and stuff yeah. and so it was a very practical type mentality yeah. and and it, and artists were starving artists that's yeah. just how, what, what we knew of you sure. know and so uh but but when my dad started seeing the the intensity of, of which how i focused on learning um i think he really appreciated it and took a step back from not not like he criticized it, but he didn't he didn't try to intervene. Good for it him. It was just like keep this is amazing. Keep yeah. doing it. You know, you drew a thousand wrists or what? You know, a yeah. hundred wrists. That's really cool. I, no one else I know has drawn a hundred wrists. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, he saw that passion and motivation, oh, and just kept encouraging. And my my mom too, and all my family. You know, um, yeah. And I surrounded myself with friends that also were artists and and we'd motivate each other so you know there was a lot of that that pushed me to, to that stage to where I could start getting the criticism from yeah. jobs and bosses and stuff you know that's it's so such refreshing a, to hear it's such a hard thing I think for artists to uh, get a grasp of too is like once you become a professional you have to realize you're going to be criticized way more than anyone else like <laughs> I want to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't even so, imagine. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's the name of the game. You just got to right. deal with criticism for the re- your whole career because it's they're not going to sit there and praise you. No. They they hire you to do it right, right, and if you do it wrong, they tell you what to fix. Yeah. And so you're always redoing it, and yeah. then finally you get it done. Every now and then you get some praise, but yeah. it's definitely not like growing up when you're praised yeah. by your family. If, you're not if in they it for the gold you. stars. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to suspend your ego. Yeah. And that can be hard to do and challenging and I think that's one of my questions that I wanted to ask you is it's vulnerable you make yourself vulnerable when you present any creative work right yeah so is that really hard was that challenging at first to just overcome that Um, or you did you have the right perspective going in where you're like I I expect some blowback sometimes yeah you know it's I think all the way through the career, it's you're always taking steps up this mountain. So every step, you, you know, you kind of prove yourself a little bit more. You yeah. prove to yourself, oh, I can do this, and so I'm going to submit this now. Yeah. And, and, you know, you get to a point, It's you always get to these points where, like, why can't I get into this field? Yeah. Because I've put in this time. Yeah. Um, I'm not really answering the question right. But 
eventually you 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 keep making these steps to where you're you're just comfortable pursuing bigger things sure. every time I think and so you know at first it was just like I'm trying to get my anatomy right or I'm trying to learn how to draw a cartoony character how do yeah. I do that and you know so much practice finally you're like okay I know how to do that but now I need to figure out how to tell the sequence of stories like this other guy you know and so all this is to say like when I got into Hollywood I was I had probably about 500 comic book pages that I had drawn at that point wow. before I even started my first job. Wow. And, um, and then I was thrown into this career of storyboarding for studios. And I remember the first guy I worked with, he, we became best friends. And, but he told me after the fact, years later, he's like, when you first came in, I was gonna call. I was about ready to call the agency and tell him, "I'm sorry, this guy's too young. He can't. He doesn't really? know what he's doing. He, he just he just doesn't know what he's doing. He's he, he's he's not gonna be able to do this job." But he said he went on lunch break and came back, and then he saw my work. He's like, "Oh, okay, this yeah, we can it. do this." Yeah, yeah. So um, wow. so it's just that you know, and it was the same at DreamWorks. You know, I worked for mm, 13 years in Hollywood before I got into DreamWorks, and even there, I was going, "Why am I here? How, why do they?" You know, I, and I was struggling with that, like, confidence. Yeah, But then I yeah. finally broke through, and I, was, I just realized they hired me because I can do what they want me to do. Exactly. So I just need to be confident and do it the way I would do it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that's when things started going really good with it, you know. I, wow. So it's a whole other level then when you do your own stuff as an artist. Okay, so, so yeah. we're all ta- that, that was all talking about getting hired as an sure, artist. Sure, yeah. But once you start telling your own stories and putting your own art out there, your name is the only thing stamped on it, it's a whole nother level of paranoia about how people yeah. are gonna judge you. Because they're not only judging your work, they're, if it has to sell for you to make a living, uh, your storytelling put, could be horrible, maybe your message is stupid, you know? Yeah, right, right, but all these <laughs> um, thoughts are running through your mind. It's, just, it's all yeah. that, you know? So, a different category of judgers. Exactly, yeah. Huh. So being an artist is all about throwing your stuff out there and just letting people judge it. Yeah. And, and, and being happy with that. Yeah. You know? And standing by it. And standing by it. And, and it really like, forces you to, to dis- figure out who you are and yeah. what you want to say. <laughs> yeah. Which is challenging in and of itself. Yeah. So how intimidating and daunting was it to break into Hollywood and the larger entertainment business? I think I was so ignorant of it. It was kind of like this weird world that I had no idea about yeah. and I was so young yeah. I was 20 wow and that is young. I mean my first they so my agency before I even moved out there they flew me out there to do an interview with the Wachowski brothers for the Matrix really so I didn't even know what the Matrix I didn't know <laughs> they, you're like cool they, none of them no one knew who they were yet you know um, and okay, it was just cool. this kid you know uh, I had no idea what I was getting into you know that's so young and yeah but uh, but I had the mileage of artwork to to kind of show yeah. for myself, and so um, I didn't get that job because they again thought I was too young and unexperienced. But even to be in that arena, you know, <laughs> yeah. is pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. So how did you get to that point? So oh, just, you grew up in Idaho, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, so a kid growing up delving into art more deeply, yeah. more deeply, progressively, and then. How did you bridge from Idaho kid being an artist to <laughs> yeah. big timer in Hollywood? Um, well, I was submitting a lot of comic uh, samples to okay. companies. So yeah. I was making my own comics 
and then I was submitting to Spider-Man and uh, Daredevil and all these comic lines, you know, yeah, yeah. make four pages of a submission to try to become the artist on that book. Okay. And I just kept, you know, I have a binder full of rejection letters, just kept practicing and growing and getting better. And the, the responses got better. And um, what, what really landed me the job with the agency was uh, I went to the San Diego Comic-Con in, mm-hmm. I think it was like 94, 95. And, you know, it was 95. And just had a bunch of portfolio stuff, you know. And I went in all the portfolio review lines. And I ended up getting like eight job offers. Most of them were little tiny companies. But all the way up to this agency in L.A. that wanted to represent me for storyboards. And um, How old were you at this time? That was like 19. Okay. So and then young. I was 20 when I moved to okay. L.A. Okay. Um, but yeah, the agent the agent was standing behind the D.C. editor's booth. And, and uh, it was the last thing I went to do on like Sunday before the show was done. Oh, really? I stood in this long line and showed him my work. And he gave me his card and he liked what I had. And then the agent pulled me aside afterwards and said, this guy only gives his card to like one in ten people. And so I usually stop everyone that I can who he gives a card yeah, to yeah. and say, would you be interested in doing storyboards? And so um, I didn't know what storyboards were really. You know, I had a kind of an idea, but uh, I was like, I guess. And the, the binder he had of artists he represented were amazing artists. Wow. And then he told me the rate, and I was like, my eyes bulged <laughs> out because I'm like, wait, what? I make that in a month here, you know? So what was... <laughs> the thoughts that were running through your mind when he handed you his card and you were like okay this is moving forward it's yeah you know it's I think what it, a lot of it was was like finally yeah finally this is paying off because yeah. I went through you know years of really just hard work focusing on developing the skills and crafts at a young age and it's like shocking looking back at the amount of work I did really when I was a teenager yeah and but I was really focused and really, I really wanted to improve and I wanted to be at a level to where you couldn't tell if I was professional or not. Yeah. I didn't want to look like an amateur. Sure. And like if you compare it to a guy who's doing it for a living, I wanted you to not know the difference. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, so that, was my, that was my goal, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so um, there was months and months too where I felt like I had finally arrived at this level but no one was giving me jobs, and so yeah. I, it it was really frustrating. And then out here in Idaho, where you can't really, and it was before the internet, really. So oh, you, yeah. how do you communicate? You send right. people a packet of art again, right, right. and then wait a month for them yeah. to get back to the you. The waiting, see, <laughs> <laughs> what would kill me is the waiting, and that's just yeah. remarkable, a remarkable testament to your tenacity and your resiliency and your discipline to just mm. keep at it. Yeah, keep at it, keep at it, keep at it, especially being that well, young. Yeah. Well, you know, I I tell people too. It's like you have to start with it with the love for whatever it is you're doing because yeah. you'll never get to that skilled level until unless you love it enough to where you push through that yes. time because everything takes a huge amount of time to master it. Yes. And so you yes. have to love it enough to get through those valleys to carry you, you through. Know? Yeah, that because I was I got depressed when I was like not getting any, oh, any leads. Oh, I and bet. And I wanted to stop but I was like I don't there's nothing else I want to do I want I want to draw and so keep working on it yes and you would hope that everybody finds that passion of theirs that keeps their fire lit and keeps them going yeah Yeah. and speaking of that segues perfectly into one of 
the elements that I wanted to, to talk to you about is consistency mm-hmm. and follow through yeah. and how important that is, especially in your profession yeah. and establishing yourself in that industry yeah. and putting in the work day after day after day to build up your skills and to yeah. progress yourself. So what yeah. do you have to say about that? Um, yeah, I think we live in an age now where it's real easy to be distracted and jump all over the place. And so no one can really hone in their gifts and their skills. Yes. And, and you're right, you really have to just kind of, and it might be hard for some people to figure out what that is. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think as long as you have kind of a, a, a window of a, a general area that you can focus in on and be consistent at applying yourself to it and learning it, you know, um, I didn't know what part of art I wanted to be in. Oh, yeah. At, at start, yeah. I kind of had an idea early on, but uh, every step I took and everything I practiced doing kind of narrowed my vision yeah. a little more. And um, now it's, I feel like I'm, I've, I'm re- it's really a really small window of what I'm focusing on and um, consistent with, yeah. you know. And so, and so now, like, there's a lot of neat opportunities that are happening, you yes. know. But, uh, but at the same time, you know, it's like you have to, like, okay, another thing I always tell people is you have to finish something. So my whole career was based on finishing personal projects. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I just make it do it like your your podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's a personal project. Yeah, yeah. And this will open up doors, you know, for you. And it may not always be the doors you expect, yeah. but doors like, open. Like, you know? yeah, yeah, totally. And so, and that's what it was for me. Like, I was, I wanted to do comics, but I was offered the door, opened, the door was open for storyboards. And I was like, okay. So I, I jumped into it. It made good money. It wasn't exactly the kind of art I wanted to do. It was nothing finished, no finished art, just real scribbly, sketchy stuff. But I worked with like amazing director after director after director. Yeah hundreds of directors on commercials and I started learning that everyone's style is completely different and there's no right way to tell a story and wrong way there's just a lot of different ideas and variations and a lot of these directors are horrible at it but they're still making it (laughs) and they they can still do it you know and writers are like what this the stupidest story I've ever heard but okay you're a writer and you're getting paid for it so why can't I do this you know yeah Um, yeah and so it's just like learning and on-the-job training for years, and then I dumped, jumped into uh, animation, started teaching myself how to do animation, and that opened up a whole another career. So after I did storyboards, I worked uh, directing and art directing animation for small studios who were uh, doing commercials. So And I would ha- put together a team, get all the equipment together, wow. help animate it, scan it, color it, like render the final thing. Um, everything except sound design, really. Wow. And, um, that's what led me into DreamWorks then. Okay. So it's just, you know, w- one thing after another that was kind of built on the shoulders of personal projects. Yeah, yeah. And being open to And it just kept opening more doors. Yeah. yeah not and so like rigid. I said, when I was a kid, I didn't want to work at D- DreamWorks or Disney. Yeah, yeah. But I ended up at a Disney-type studio, D- right. DreamWorks. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, it's not my own thing, but it was a, such a great o- door that opened up. Yes. And then that opened up so many doors. Yes, and being so, open, yeah. So that's, I, you know, that's <laughs> the way I look at it. Anyway. Yeah, right, which clearly has paid off, literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just side note, 
I am so impressed with animation in general because it's mm. pretty time intensive, isn't it? Yeah. Labor intensive oh, yeah. just yeah. to create just what five seconds of yeah. animation. Yeah, it's really. <laughs> That's what I've heard. I mean, you, you know, computers have helped it nowadays a little bit, but wow. it's still it's still just as much time. Probably a bigger studio now and bigger crew. <laughs> yeah, because you know you gotta build everything in 3D now and yeah, yeah, yeah. So wow. I don't know what where I first learned that just all that goes into it and clearly oh, I yes. have a rudimentary Huge. understanding. Yeah. yeah. But just I've gained such an appreciation not appreciation now whenever I see just any animations, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just the work that just goes into just a sliver of that is yeah. just remarkable and impressive. It's, it's amazing. It's wow. And everyone's super talented at every little nuance of that animation, you know? Wow, yeah. So do you ever run into issues with jealousy and jealousy like with coworkers and people getting territorial with the work and just having yeah. a hard time with that or is it yeah that was a, that was a big I think that's a big deal in art you know I think yeah. a lot of people are very they just they they hold you know they hold on to their little secrets yeah, yeah. and they don't want to share the share any knowledge on it and yeah. um, it's one of the things that kind of drove me nuts oh <laughs> I bet yeah 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 you know and but then I you know the thing I think about with that it's like you can't just share a secret and then someone's going to be as good as you they have to put in that time exactly and then even if they put in that time they're going to be a different artist because exactly. they see exactly. things differently exactly <clears throat> so but um and on another side of it yeah it's like the 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 comparison type thing me comparing myself to others has always been a big motivator so even at a young age it's like I compared my work to professionals and I was like I need to get to that level yeah um but I don't think it was ever at a I mean there's some cases I can think of where it was like I, w- I felt jealous and was kind of upset that they were in that spot and I wasn't you know yeah um but I I don't I I guess there's still that you know I Whenever I see hints of that coming up in my mind, though, I try to push away from it, yeah, though, because yeah, yeah. especially in the world of social media now, it's like, oh, you, it's, it's game, such yeah. a, it, it just ruins you. And it, it makes you do stupid things with your your art and your yeah. hobbies. Yeah. You, you start doing things to imitate, like, some big hit that someone else got. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And, you know, it's just like, it's such a waste of time unless it you're, is. unless you're, unless it's really what you want to do it's a waste of time right you know and i mean maybe you can imitate these people that you're jealous of and get those big numbers and those big hits and the big traffic but then you get locked into this stupid pattern that you don't want to keep doing because it's not really your thing it's not authentic to you yeah yeah and so then you're miserable and you have a million fans yeah cool great what are those doing for you yeah and then everyone sees your misery and they're like wow it really sucks to be an artist you know it's just it's just a bad cycle so yeah and so that segues into Seth Godin. We were talking about Seth Godin, and he is the author of a couple of few fantastic books. Well, he has 18 bestsellers, but ones <laughs> we were talking about were yeah. Tribes and Lynchpin, but Tribes specifically yeah. is all about targeting your tribe and not trying to appeal to the masses. That's a losing yeah. game. You're not going to win everybody over. You're just not. It's just finding your niche in your little corner and... Yeah standing by that and be, uh, being authentic to your vision and yourself and your talents and attracting yeah. the right people and they will find you and yeah. 
you don't need to have a million followers. You don't need to have yeah. everybody as a, your fan just being okay with just your, your tribe. Yeah, exactly. Quality and the quantity. Tribes was a really influential book for me when I started doing web comics. So yeah. when, when I was at DreamWorks and I started putting my stuff online and building it my own audience. And um, it was real influential because I think there was also an article by... Uh, I forget his name. Is um, it 1,000 True Followers? 1,000 yeah. True Fans, yeah. True Fans, True Fans, yeah. yeah. Rick is like Rick, uh, uh, what was his name? I forget his name. I'm going to look it up. He wrote this blog post about it, and, and that blog post has been read a billion times. Well, yes. I don't know how many times, but yeah. it was just really eye-opening, and it was kind of at the beginning of the whole internet boom of like, you don't need to be Michael Jackson to sell... Uh, albums and, right. make, and make a living all right. you need to do is have a thousand true fans yes. who buy everything you make yes. and you can probably make a good living from yeah. it yeah and you can and, even and make millions true. truly if you yeah. find your niche yeah. um kevin kelly kevin kelly okay yes yeah that's yeah. right so uh, that whole perspective really rocked my world and yeah. you know I, um it was good to hear and and then i started putting my stuff online like so i started putting my comics online and i started getting fans and started going to conventions and started and the fans told me you should kickstart your book and this is oh, when kickstarter yeah. was just starting yeah, yeah so i didn't know what it was and um my first kickstarter raised twelve thousand for wow. my first graphic novel second one raised one hundred and seven thousand. <laughs> so <laughs> and that was when I, yes. so imagine this you know you're sitting at dreamworks <laughs> and you you get done raising one hundred seven thousand dollars <laughs> on your kickstarter and you got to go back into work on something that everyone knows at you know kung fu panda which yeah. is great but it's not kung my fu thing panda, you guys yeah but it's not <laughs> so my cool. thing you know and yeah. i just made all this money and people want my book and so it's this dilemma you know yeah like yeah and so that started this whole ball rolling of um how do i make my thing into my the business yeah. now so that i can do that full-time and yeah. i don't have to take any more freelance work you know yeah yeah um and, and I, I have to admit, I, I'm doing a freelance job right now, but what's good about this is they've hired me to write it, draw it, and color it. So it's, it's my thing. So it's, again, it proves that whole idea of uh, personal projects open the doors because yes. it proves to people that you can do what they want you to do for them. Yes. And so I'm getting paid a real good amount of money to develop and write and publish. And not publish, I'm not publishing it, but uh, write it, draw it, and color it for another company, you know, and and, and it's still my name on it, and I'm high end customers, y'all. Like, these it's, are, it's yeah. really bizarre. Big and what's hitters. interesting is the guy who. Okay, this is just a little behind the scenes. the The guy whose story this is, is his name is Rick Reckadall, and he was the 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 head of global franchise development or something like that for DreamWorks wow. for like 20 years. So he left DreamWorks, and then he hired me to develop his next property. That's so, a testament so to your talent this that could he seeks be, you out. Yeah, yeah this, this could be something really big. I, yeah. I don't know. It depends on how well he sells it. But um, the fact that that guy is trusting me to write, draw, and, yeah. and color and do everything for it. his baby project yeah, yeah, is yeah. really strange. And I'm like, I keep scratching my head about that. Going, Why does he <laughs> trust me? But, you know, I, I think it's just because I've, I've, I've done it several times with my own things and so he's, and the proof is in the pudding yourself. yeah exactly you know? yeah but it's still you it's it's one talent. of those things that it's always like hard to wrap your brain around yeah. when you get to that next 
state step, you know. I'm, I'm at a different step than I was five years ago. So this last project. Yeah. What thoughts ran through your mind when he presented you with it? We were like, oh, my gosh. Like, is there a nervousness? <laughs> or are you just It's like, weird. I would have been so panicky probably five years ago. Huh. But um, I'm... I'm I'm confident that I can tell a story yeah. and I can do all the all the steps of it yeah. because I've done it enough now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was weird like he gave me the treatment I I not to diss anything but the treatment was not figured out at all. There was like no second and third act. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> the um, first act. And and there's so many holes that I was like I don't know what what is this going to even be about? Oh yeah. And so um but I, you know, the opportunity came at the right time, so I, I, I jumped on it. I immediately said, yeah. And then when I started writing it, I, was, uh, I wasn't nervous, and it was really strange. Really? I'm, I'm working for this, these really big players, yeah. and I'm not nervous. I'm just like, I'm going to give them a sick story, yeah. you know? And, <laughs> and I was confident in it. And, and you know, I've, I've delivered the, the written phase of the story, and I'm super happy with it. That's I feel a good like it's feeling, one of the best right? things I've written. Wow. And it's weird because it's like That's so this cool. is a whole different level for me. I've never been hired to write a story for someone. Yeah. So uh, anyway. It's That's just, so cool. It's just, you know, everything builds, I guess is what I'm saying. And yeah. it's like the more things you finish, the more confidence you have that you can do it again and add more pieces, that more hats. You yeah. know, not like you want to wear all the hats. But um, you want I won't do my taxes, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I love that there are all kinds in this world, like accountants. So we yeah. never have to do accounting. Exactly. <sighs> no, thank you. Um, speaking of personal projects and finishing projects, yeah. like Seth Godin advises, you got to ship. Mm-hmm. You got to... So basically, you got to just yeah. like send your project on its way, complete it, yeah. and be done with it, and um, present it wherever it needs to go. So that can be hard if you're a perfectionist or if you have mm. self-doubts. Yeah. So how hard was that for you to just ship on your projects initially, um, in the middle, now? Well, I think at the start, you just got to start small. So, yeah. you know, um, a lot of times artists get in this problem of like starting a little small story and then it turns into an epic. Yeah. They want to write the Lord of the Rings, <laughs> you know? And it's yeah. like, yeah, you can get there. Yeah. But if, if that's the very first thing you run out the door working on um, without ever telling a story before or anything else, um, you're, you're going to have a lot of roadblocks that, that, that keep you mentally from being able to oh, move yeah. forward. Yeah. And so um, I wish I could show you my examples, but I have like... Uh, like I said, hundred, hundreds of pages of, of comic books, pages that I'd drawn before getting hired. And a lot of those were like two-page stories or just a little f- stupid experiment yeah. story and or something I just did five pages and then I stopped. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's like, uh, but you have to, you have to like just start producing things and finishing things and, and you start you start seeing what things are working and not working, you know? Like it's the whole idea of like you gotta fail a whole pile of times before yeah. you can finally win at something. And um and so you gotta just stumble around and but yeah. you actually do have to finish stuff. Yes. You know? Yes. Whether it's a page or if you're a novelist, write a page, yeah. you know, or yeah. if it's 
a podcast, make a podcast, yeah, you know, episode, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, whatever it might be, you know, yeah. you can't be a perfect cook until you cook a bunch of exactly. meals and burn them all and exactly. learn what not to do. <laughs> totally, totally, exactly. And um, that's what I noticed when you were talking earlier, you kind of took an incremental approach instead of just biting off all yeah. of it at once. And like you mentioned podcasting, I'm so proud of myself <laughs> for even just shipping the pot for just finishing the podcast because usually it's just paralysis by analysis. I'll just yeah. think about how perfect I want it to be yeah. and how it needs to have this and this and this feature that it won't necessarily get done. Yeah. And so with my podcast, I was like, no, I'm going to do it differently. I don't care if it's not perfect. The yeah. sound still, I still have a lot of growing and learning to do. Yeah. But I'm like, that's okay. That's okay. And I know that I'm not advanced yet. And I know that I'm still learning. But I'm okay with that. And so it's so liberating once you just learn that lesson. And you're like, just push it out the door. I mean, it's not going to be perfect right away. And like you said, you have to stumble around. And you learn. And you grow. And you fail. And you grow from that. And... Yeah, I mean, it's part of the game. Exactly, you gotta get dirty. And, and and plus, since we're like in this age of everything we do can go online. Yeah, you know, it's like, um, you, you you can't expect your first thing you put online to be an Apple iPhone. <laughs> totally, you know what I'm saying? Totally. And so you just gotta do it. And then ten years later, you'll all your fans they can look back at your archive and see the progress you've yeah, made, and it's revolution. exciting. You know, you yeah. see you see the growth. Uh, yes. For you know, even though this story I'm working on, I feel like this is awesome, and this is one of my better ones. Yeah, it's like I know there's flaws in it still, yeah. and I and and of course, like I I should be able to make something better next time. Yeah, <laughs> but it's and being okay with that, like eliminating yeah. that pressure. Yeah, and just yeah. knowing, yeah, and it kind of is exciting. Then you just can build on your previous projects and keep growing and keep yeah. growing, and there's still. Yeah. And it's okay to, to also make experiments that are not intended to be better than your last one it's just different good point good point you know like sometimes you can just make like for instance i got this really crazy idea the other day to write to write a horror novel oh wow it's not my audience (laughs) i don't i'm not a writer yeah as far as like novels sure sure i don't know why i'm writing horror (laughs) you know but the the idea came and it's like okay i'm gonna try it yeah i don't know if i'll ever release it i don't know if i should use my name (laughs) (laughs) but um but unless i for whatever reason there's this motivation for me to 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 do it and so um, it's it's at an interesting phase because i actually hired a ghostwriter to help me work on it really cool so i'm like Whatever, let's just try it. Yeah, it's, it, it's not going to compete with my books. It's no, not, yeah, I'm not. It's not the next step up. Even <laughs> it's just let's try this thing. <laughs> and why not? And like not? diversify why just not? even yeah. just for kicks and giggles, and yeah. just like for your yeah. creative outlet. Exactly. Sometimes, yeah. and it usually just somehow impacts and improves your other work because it exactly. just enriches yeah. it somehow. Exactly. It, yeah. It, it will, it will always, and I think that's why it's good to take these sidesteps yeah, and try something yeah. different. That's not ma- mainly, that's not your main focus, but it's always going to influence and yeah. come back and help in some way. Yes. And who knows, maybe if I write something, it'll, maybe it ends up being the, the thing I'm known for. I don't know. <laughs> Who even knows? Who cares? Yeah, yeah who cares? Who cares? Let, let the audience decide what my you know what my greatest work is yeah really you know yeah. i think i think artists get hung up on that too yeah i think this needs to be my my thing you know yeah um, i need to be known for this but no your audience is the one who remembers 
and decides. Like Focus. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, speaking of creative outlets and the creative process, how do you nurture inspiration? When does inspiration strike? Mm. Do you court it at all? How does that work? Hmm. Well, it comes from everywhere, kind of. So it's hard for me to pinpoint it. Um, I think I just need to, I just need to put myself in a place to where I can put in the time. Yeah. And then when the inspiration hits, I can run with it. Yeah, yeah. But if it doesn't hit, I still have this the list of things that I need to get done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so you're not always going to sit down and just be like, everything's flowing. Sure. Yeah. But, um, but sometimes you just got to put in the time. And then when the inspiration strikes, it's at the perfect time. You yeah, know? and you're like, ready to accommodate it. There's a really neat old quote by a Roman philosopher um, that luck is what happens when inspiration meets preparation. preparation yes. Right? Is that yes. what it is? It's close I think if that, that's not what it is. <laughs> I think that is what it is. I've said it so many times that now, I, now for some reason I'm blanking on Luck is what happens when preparation meets, oh, preparation meets opportunity. Uh, yes, yes. Mixed that's up some words. Yes. So, so, you know, in, in just working hard when you're not inspired, uh, suddenly there'll be really neat opportunities and that might yeah. come as inspiration. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I don't know if that makes sense. And no, but it, it actually makes perfect sense. It's, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, like a lot of the people I follow and I'm like, like Stephen King's a great example. Like yeah. I don't read his books, but I, I, I've read his book on writing, which oh, is a great uh-huh. book. Yeah. And, um, he's just like, you, you just got to come sit down every day, put in the time, just yeah. like a full-time job. And, um, you know, inspiration comes and goes, and but you're you're constantly working at just finishing stuff. Yeah. You know, um, there was another writer who said something like, like, yeah, uh, he needs to wait for inspiration, but the good thing is it comes every morning at nine o'clock, <laughs> and it's because that's when he goes to work. Yeah, or something. yeah. I forget who said that. I think I got it out of the War of Art book, but anyway. I'm trailing now. I'm no, and that's, on. that's exactly whenever I've read about creatives or especially authors, that's what they say. You yeah. can't rely on the fleetingness yeah. or fickleness of inspiration. Yeah. You got to put in the work. You got to show yeah. up day after day after day or whatever and not yeah. just rely on inspiration. Yeah. And in I mean, and of itself. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because work, work is work, you yeah, know? Yeah. I mean, like today, I admit. I was not really feeling like sitting down and drawing, but um, but I have deadlines for myself. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, if, if I want, to, I want to move on to the next thing eventually. So, and I, I want to get this done in six yeah. months. Yeah. So, um, you know, nothing inspirational happened today. Well, actually, the, uh, something kind of inspirational earlier on. I was trying to design a character, and I was like, okay, I just need to sit down and do this. Yeah, and yeah. I sat down, and all of a sudden, it was like, oh, that looks great. <laughs> okay. I figured that one out. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, um, you know, but the rest of the day was pretty much just like, just, let's just execute, you know, get stuff done. So speaking of just executing, when you, like with this latest project, for example, they present you with a concept or whatever you need to do, so you're clear on what you need to do, and then you sit down to get to work. What does that look like? Like, do you just start drawing? Like, Well, this this one started manifest? with a month of script writing. So, okay. So I wrote a... I wrote 
six issues and it took me literally a month and yeah. and I was just you know like writing notes and yeah yeah structure like or outline like yeah. what are the main things I want to have happen yeah. and and it was just coming in here and just kind of pacing and then oh yeah and then I write yeah, yeah. and then I pace and talk to myself and you know I mean that honestly that's how the inspiration was coming for the writing phase was just you know write what I thought of and then pace and talk to myself and yeah just space off all day long and yeah. then oh yeah and then I yeah, write that yeah. down you know yeah and um so now that the script is done and it's been kind of approved and there was a couple points when I had to kind of re uh, there were some new ideas that I came up with that I wanted to integrate into it and, mm. and that was the hardest part because it's like how do I cut out things and throw things away and that changes the structure of other things um that was the hardest part but anyway now it's like I have the script and I'm just trying to break it down into like pages. Oh yeah. And I have to do each issue at 20 pages and yeah. The first one was I, I just grant jammed so much stuff into there that I emailed them the other day. I was like, "Can I can I make it 24 pages? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do those for free, the extra pages. I just want it to be good, you know. Yeah, I don't want to yeah, I don't want to have yeah. panels like 50 <laughs> panels on a page. So, yeah. um you know, it's yeah, it's like Today I drew probably, and I'm just sketching, so I'm trying to just lay out these pages. I drew one, two, three and a half, so That's almost incredible. four pages. And yeah. I'm just trying to like lay out everything, make sure I'm keeping the script in mind. So if there's words, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, you know, it's so um, cool. Looking <clears throat> when I'm looking at you guys is so cool. So oh, I just. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. So I was talking to Chella, your wife, and yeah. she was saying how you'll be in the zone. She'll be talking to you. She can tell you're in the zone. <laughs> and I'm like, I relate to that. Like when you're just so into whatever like thought or inspiration is striking you at the moment, yeah. you're in that headspace. Yeah. So is that how it is for you? And then yeah, like, yeah. how is it to just come out of that? Yeah, it's it's. The reason I have this office really is because I need, you know, when when you're writing or drawing, it's like you most of the time you're thinking, yeah, and then if finally you kind of figure it out, it's like you have to like blurt it all out yes. onto paper <laughs> exactly. somehow as fast yes. as you can before it's gone. Yes, yes, and, yes, um, yes. And sometimes when you're drawing, it's just like a chain a chain of that. Yeah, you know, if if if, if you're you know inking a page it's just like you kind of just get into it and any like time the cell phone rings or your notifications ping or or something it completely fractures that and messes yeah. that up and that's why that's why you need to read deep work it talks yes, about so fractured excited. time yeah. and it's it's like i've learned especially in trying to get stuff done in my own studio that i really need to like uninterrupted time as much as I possibly can yeah. to and and even if it's just me pacing yeah. it's like it's it has to be that way yeah. in order for me to get through those hurdles and ups and downs to actually and then when I get that inspiration I just can I can actually put it out there real yeah, quick and you know if, if there's interruptions then it's like a lot of times those thoughts are gone, you know, as soon as Just I like st turn back to it. Because yeah. you have to kind of break that thought and then, like, 
communicate and, and get into the mode of whatever whatever else you're talking about yeah. or working on and then get back into this mode and you're like what was that again right let me look at these old panels oh what was i there was a cool line i just thought of you know so you hate it's that, that kind of and stuff. then it's gone yeah and, and then so, you can't recapture it so yeah it's i think it's real important and Chelly used to come in here and she worked really good in this environment yeah I, yeah you know she was she kind of and there was other people that were working in here and she helped them to not interrupt oh yeah yeah <laughs> so you know it's it was hard moving here because not hard moving here but um i've tried to pull in other people but i realize if other people are here it's just it doesn't work i, right. I can't get stuff done as much you know yeah. and so it's not like the studio environment where you know everyone kind of has a job to do and you have a lot of time to do it and yeah. if you don't get it done then more time's given or it's given to more people this is like if i don't get it done it doesn't get done yeah and so it's like it's kind of all on my shoulders which is difficult but it's also fun because yeah. that's it gives me this new motivation yeah you know, yeah to, to like yes i want to get this thing done so i can have this new book out and this has my name on it yeah you know? right and so um yeah it's it's hard though fracturing your time is really hard and that's why i'm i keep pushing away more from social media stuff yeah. like i don't do facebook anymore i'm about ready to i, I think in a couple months i'm going to quit twitter actually oh, yeah. because um i also i just haven't found the the pros of it you know I've, there's pros and cons i've i haven't seen a lot of advantages of using it as much like and the re return on your time the investment? return on investment yeah. is very little now yeah. um youtube's been a big return on investment so i i really like youtube and you know yeah. doing like interviews like this and um i do live stream on youtube and oh, yeah. and answer questions and and um, i'll put your youtube handle your youtube channel in oh, my yeah. notes but what is your youtube channel how can they find you um if you just Search for Jason Brubaker okay. or Coffee Table Comics. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. And I'll put that in the notes too. <clears throat> um, so what's the importance of setting actionable, specific, measurable goals? How does that help you so you can just mm. kind of chart your progress? Yeah, I think I think it's really important. I think you, you want to have small goals that you can try to achieve every yeah, day. Yeah. You know, break things down into small chunks, but also be loose on those goals. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, like, f for instance, w especially when I was working a full-time job and I was trying to get done an, a graphic novel on the side, I couldn't get too hard on myself when I, you know, didn't execute a whole yeah. page or something. Yeah. So my goal was really like I need to get at least something done every day. Yeah. And it might be one panel. It might be sketching a page. It might be fixing the website. But it's just like every day I have to at least get one little thing done yeah yeah and so as long as i'm making one little thing done every day i'm making progress yeah, you know yeah. um <clears throat> but now that i've now that i'm doing it full time it's like i'm trying to you know i want to get four pages sketched out a day and i didn't quite get four today you know and it's yeah. fine um but i have those goals sometimes i'll do more you know yeah and that's great yeah um and then you have long-term goals that are like okay i want to get my goal is I want to get this done in six months. Oh. So the whole thing done, colored, everything delivered so that I can move on to something else, you know? Yeah. And um, I have a year to do it, though. I don't have to do it in six months. But that's my goal because I 
you know, it's really important for me sure. to <laughs> yeah. to get it done as fast as I can yeah, yeah. and move on. Yeah. And um, so also you got to have those the goals that you can actually, it's kind of like it has to build on the last thing. So if you know what it takes to get something done, then you can make a reasonable goal the next yeah. time, right? Yes, yes, um, yes. If you don't know what it takes to do something, you can't make that goal <laughs> shoot in the dark because let's, yeah let's i mean you have to be line. forgiving to yourself as well if you mess <laughs> true, up true. And so so yeah maybe have an unreasonable goal but um um adjust it as necessary yeah, once you learn more exactly yeah and um i forget who said it about creativity like you can't be a tyrant to yourself either oh, yeah. you give yourself like crazy outrageous goals but you can't like punish yourself like i'm not gonna eat this month because because <laughs> yeah. i didn't do that you yeah. know yeah um, like you're a human so like you're going to have days where you just don't feel like doing it and so it's going to be really close, hard to man. get a little thing done yeah you know um and so but yeah i think goals are really important they, yeah. they were even when i was really young you know it's like yeah. i wanted to um, learn hands or whatever it is you know yeah. I want to learn to draw this style or I want to submit to this company yes. and so um, it, I was pretty self-motivated I don't know I, I, I'm not really sure where that self-motivation comes from other than just really wanting <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like when I first started working like a, out of high school I think that was the biggest motivator it was like I don't want to work at Smith's bagging groceries yeah i don't want to work construction anymore i don't want to you know yeah. so there's like negative reinforcement and then there was positive <laughs> yeah. reinforcement yeah you know yeah. like like i'm making progress people are responding well to this yeah. and i don't want to keep doing this did you so, ever consider any other profession well uh you know there was other things that i said if if i if i'm not an artist i i would, wouldn't mind doing this or this you know yeah. um but Nothing ever was exciting like art, you know. No, nothing was ever like telling stories and yeah, you know. Yeah. So. So, question for mm-hmm. you: Do you ever experience burnout? Oh yeah. yeah. Do you? And yeah. how do you bust through that? Um. Well, when I was working at studios, you just had to just force yourself to sit down and, you know like when I do storyboards I didn't really want to do the storyboards you know so every day was a burnout yeah and I'd just be like I I have to get this done I have a day to do these 20 panels you know and so sometimes it would get to the point where it's like I just got to start drawing stuff and throw it away draw it throw it away draw it and then finally I start kind of getting into a rhythm yeah and then finally something I draw is nice yeah but it's 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 just like forcing yourself to do it. Yeah. And then there's those occasions where um, you've been working on something for a long time and you need to take a break from it, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, wh- whether it's like working for four hours, it's like maybe it's time for a coffee break or just go on a walk or something. Um, maybe if, if it's like you've been working a month on something super passionately and you're suddenly burnt out maybe it's time to take a vacation you know maybe you don't need to have goals for this week maybe your goal is to like not think about it see you know and that's, there's a merit in that too do you know yourself well enough that you know when you need to push yourself and when you need to just step off and take a walk around the block to 
just clear your head? I think so. I think at this point I, I kind of understand. I, I don't think I take the breaks as much as I should, though. I know when I need to, I think. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I keep uh, I keep tricking myself into thinking that, oh, if I don't put in more time, then yes, it won't get done. Yes, so yes. I, I really do want to get into the frame of mind, though, where it's like, okay, I, I've done enough time. I can maybe take Fridays off, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just haven't gotten to that place yet, and maybe it's a financial thing, you know, yeah. but... Um, I I can see it go in that direction, like especially like with this job. It's like I I'm the the more I do it, the the more I realize I can I can step away from it. Yeah, yeah. And it really helps, you know. Yeah. And plus, you get so much inspiration stepping away from things. Oh you, my gosh. You, you see things differently. Yes. And you come back at it, and you have fresh eyes. Yes, it's you know? magic sometimes. Mm-hmm. Just that's how it is. Well, just for example, editing photos. You can be looking at it and just you feel blocked or you just don't feel inspired or you're, you've been looking at it and trying and none yeah. of the colors seem to work and then you step away even for like 15 minutes, yeah. come back with fresh eyes and it just yeah. clicks yeah. and you're in the flow all of a sudden. Yeah. But it's so hard to tear yourself away because you're like, I yeah. just want to get this done. I need to get this done. Yeah. I want to <laughs> cross this project off my list. Yeah. And you, and, yeah. And sleeping is a really good thing. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. weird. <laughs> I've okay, so I developed this thing called cognitive drawing, which is a, a it's it's how I taught myself how to draw. Oh, uh-huh. okay. So um, people kept asking, so finally, twenty years later, I made it into a little curriculum, oh, and it's cool. actually being used in some in my son's school. And, no and, way! Yeah, and it's oh, that's so it's, cool. Uh, it's the thing I want to finish completely developing after I finish this. So wow. Um, and it's really good. It's like it's it's simple, but um, it's procedural. Like y- you look at. Uh, something you want to draw, yeah, and then you co- immediately cover up and dry draw it from memory, oh. and then and then you and then you draw it from reference next, uh-huh. and then you cover it all up and draw it from memory again, and then from reference next, and in doing that, your brain like starts, you're you're you you're forcing your brain to see the difference in what you drew and what you should draw like, yeah, and so it it really teaches you how to see and capture it. So anyway, yeah. I'm convinced it's the best way to do it because that's how I taught myself. And oh, obviously, <laughs> I'm biased. But um, uh, I since so putting it out there, a lot of people have been using it and they like it. So one of the things I learned when uh, when I was doing when I was developing that is there's this thing called um, there's a lot of uh, cognitive research that's been done over the last twenty years. Yeah. And it it really a lot of the ideas really back it up too. So that's been really promising. Yeah. Um, one of the things is this thing called um, consolidating memory. Okay. Yeah. So uh, um, it's basically when you learn something and you shove all this junk into your brain, you need to sleep on it, and then your brain organizes it. Yes. And then yes. it and then it and then it puts thing into long long term memories or or discards it. Yeah. And then you come back at it the next day, um, and practice it again. It's like suddenly it's like it's either embedded or not, you know. Yes. And so uh, so just stopping working on something. And sleeping yes. is actually your bo- it's your body's way of solving problems. It's Truly. All, you solve all the problems from the that you're trying to answer. Your Truly. your dreams are thinking about it. Your subconscious. Your subconscious is, at is going it. Yeah. to town. And then yeah. you come back and you're like, Wow, that's obvious. I should just do this. Yeah. So it's just those breaks are so needed, you know, necessary. Yeah, so true. And that's what they say. They one of the um advice give some of the advice given is to write down, have like 
piece of paper or a notebook by your bed, write down whatever problems are plaguing oh, you at the yeah. moment, and then your subconscious will solve them, and then you wake up and boom, yeah, you have I've heard the about answers. that. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I haven't tried that exactly, right. but but I mean it's because it pulls from it's your deep ca- brain. I, yeah. I kind of naturally do that when I when I'm working on something, and then just like you know what, I I need to sleep on it, yeah. and then I'll come back and yeah. I'll have a fresh approach. Yeah, and it's all it it always works. You know, it's so I mean, cool. Almost Brain always. is fascinating. It I is. Just love neurology. Yeah. Um, okay, gosh. Wow. Wow, that went fast. We're almost at an hour. I just have a few. That's fine. It'll just a couple of like, questions. Okay. Well, I won't. It's kind of loud. Okay, so um, just one more like practical question, and then yeah. I have just a couple of rapid fire fun questions. So okay. being business savvy, so you <laughs> producing your own comic books, was that hard for you? Was that a challenge for you? Was yeah. that natural for you? No, the business side is is the hardest part. Yeah. Think, you know? Yeah. I can I can sit here and do this all day. But, yeah, yeah. Um but then the entrepreneur side and the I guess the entrepreneur side is kind of artsy mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, because your art is thinking outside the box. You're making sure. making something that hasn't yeah, been yeah. made. Um, same with storytelling. So it's kinda of like being an entrepreneur where you're just trying to figure out Okay, how do I navigate and put this package together, yeah. and what will people like? And yeah. um, I don't like advertising. I, I worked in advertising. Maybe that's why I don't like it. But um, I don't I don't like the concept of trying to sell something to yeah, someone. I, yeah, I just, yeah. I just I dislike it. Yeah. And so I think that's why I like YouTube and stuff. It's like yeah. I'm just sharing what I'm working on, and yeah. if people find it organically, then it's like then it's so much better than me. Yeah pitching them you know and that's why i don't like i I don't like pitching to studios and all that stuff i've done it but it's just like it just i just want to be able to do the stuff and just make a cool thing yes yes, if people like it they like it but that's not the way it works you know that's the problem so um so there's that side of it and obviously accounting and money and um just all that stuff taxes i i've (laughs) i've learned how to deal with a lot of it uh-huh. you know and yeah. and i've done freelance for a long time in la so i learned how to you know organize all that stuff enough to where it works mm-hmm. you know yeah but then when it came to moving here and like doing it as a full-time job and making sure i have enough streams of income and passive income and that's that's what i really focus on is passive income trying yeah. to just build up um, income where i'm whether i work or not it's still coming in um, I'm always building the next project, but I want to create it in a way to where it will be more passive income streams, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you have, tell me about this website. What is it called? Is it, will you have people submit drawings to you oh, and then you review uh, them? Yeah, that's kind of a newer thing, and it's it's on Reddit. Okay, Reddit, um, that's and right. And right. you can find it on my YouTube channel. It's mainly for YouTube. Oh, gotcha. And, uh... The reason I started doing it is kind of just to get more YouTube content. Uh-huh, yeah. And people love the interactive thing, but I, I just don't have time to one-on-one answer yeah. emails and critique someone's work anymore. Yeah. I, I want to. I used to do it all the time, but it's just like hours will be gone. Gosh, and then, yeah. you know, and I didn't do anything except yeah. for help a, a 15-year-old, <laughs> you know, and he may not ever use it, you know. so. Yeah. What what I started doing this this year, and it's been really fun and rewarding, is I just made a, a Reddit, a subreddit page, and I said, submit your art or whatever, anything you want to submit, yeah. movies, stories, uh, art, 
ideas, um, articles, whatever. And, and I'll look through it uh, for my YouTube channel, on my YouTube channel. So, um, so I just turn on my monitor and I hit record. I spend an hour just digging through everyone's stuff and I critique art if it's there. I respond to stuff and, and then I send it off to an editor and they edit it down into a little 15 minute video. And then it's kind of entertaining yeah. for everyone. And then I put it on YouTube and uh, people have been really liking it. So it's so cool. Yeah. It's, it's such a fun, interactive like yeah. exercise, I guess. And I don't have to have a Facebook account. <laughs> <laughs> Total bonus. I don't have to find anything. Oh, yeah. You know? No kidding. So it's been fun. Okay. So a couple of questions. These are just like fun, broad questions. Well, I think they're fun. Okay. <laughs> okay. So... If you could choose a life mantra or something that, like Tim Ferriss, I don't know if you've ever heard his mm-hmm. podcast, like what would you put on a billboard, kind of that vein, mm. what would that be? What's kind of a guiding principle or a guiding mantra in your life? Hmm. And that's always hard to think of on the spot. Yeah. I think there's different ones for different facets of yeah. my life. I think I tell people with who come to me for advice is finish the thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Solid just, advice. Just finish the thing, like stop yeah. asking questions. Yes. <laughs> so that's like yes. my how to advice, I guess, you know? Um, and then as far as personally and like my message and all that stuff, yeah. it's like, I, I like, it's like, what's my deathbed message? Yeah. And it's like every year I know I would have a different deathbed message and that's what I need to focus on as far as the story. Um, And so, you know, it's always going to change and always learn new things and be, have a new revelation be like, if I were to die tomorrow, I would want to make sure my kids know this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I I just try to, I try to keep that, those kind of ideas in the forefront of my mind when I'm making stuff. Yeah. You know, so it's, I, like I don't know what the, uh, you know, the deathbed message will change, but I think uh, it's that. That's such <laughs> a good kind answer. kind of a mantra. Yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah. also saying, it's like the, what would be your one wish to have a <laughs> yeah. hundred million wishes, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> really though, that's, yeah, I really like that. Okay. So last question. Mm-hmm. What is your call to action for the world, for people, for listeners, just the <laughs> Get world? Get it done. <laughs> Finish the thing. That's going to be the title of the episode. Finish the thing. Okay. Thank you so much. This yeah. was so inspirational and yeah. insightful. And I hope you guys, well, I know everybody will think it was just amazing <laughs> because that was, yeah, very interesting. So, um, everybody, I will put his YouTube channel and all of his information in the notes so you guys can know where to find him and follow along and submit any artwork for him to critique. Yeah. And thanks, everybody. Rock on. Yeah, thank you.